Hello and welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about learning management in small teams, businesses and organizations between 2 to 50 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes, so let's get started. So today, I want to revisit the topic that we talked about uh, last week, which was uh, finding motivation as a new manager. And this week, we're going to talk about finding motivation when you are a, a more experienced manager and you've been doing it for a while. Um, and the context for this is that, well, last week we were talking about how to deal with finding motivation when uh, before you were motivated to come to work by the joy and the, 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 the skill that you had as an individual contributor and a good individual contributor at that. Like maybe you were a really good programmer or you were a really good designer and then you eventually became a manager because in a startup uh, as uh, the startup grows you find yourself becoming responsible for the output of other people and then suddenly your job becomes taking care of the output of other people and designing processes and all that you know management uh, schnaz uh, and you no longer have this time to yourself where you're just you know uh, creating things and making things and feeling that joy that comes from making and I sort of said, you know, here it's something that you have, every manager has to sort of grapple with, especially if in, you're in a startup context and you move from making to management and you're new to management. It's usually also sometimes conflated with, you know, being new to management because management is a skill. And in the same way that you can't expect to like programming when you first started programming because it's difficult to learn something new. Um, so you shouldn't also shouldn't expect that you would immediately like management as you're sort of getting good at it. But this week, I want to talk about when you are an okay manager, like you are already somewhat competent and you're on your way to becoming an effective manager and you find yourself having a down day um, or maybe a down week or maybe a down month, right? Now, although that's really, really horrible. Um, and I will say that, I mean, it's normal to have down uh, slums. Um, I think even if you are a, uh, were an individual contributor, it's often... I'm not sure if this is true for everyone. I know some friends who are like basically machines. They have this high output all throughout the year and they never have down periods or slums. But I personally have always had periods of high activity and high energy and then maybe something happens or a project doesn't go as well as it should and I sort of take it as a normal thing to sometimes have uh, less motivated periods or slumps. And the key to being productive is figuring out and working your way through that slump. Uh, but I want to talk a bit about like when you experience that slump, which is which I regard as normal. Uh, every job that I do, probably, regardless of where my career takes me, will probably have periods of uh, high productivity and energy, and slumps of low productivity and energy. And I want to talk about like if this is you, this describes you. Uh, what is it like when you're a manager and you uh, experience this. So my first sort of thesis here is that I think as a manager, my slums uh, in my experience has been worse than when I was an individual contributor. And I think this is uh, true for three reasons. Uh, I know from some friends who I, I've talked to some friends who are also managers in startups and they've sort of agreed with me that there is some truth here. Um, at least the ones that I think are not machines and who do have slumps like me. And they say that it is worse because, first of all, you know that people depend on you. When you were an individual contributor, maybe this wasn't as true, 
Um, it's still kind of true, but it's definitely way more true when you're a manager because when you're a manager, uh, people depend on you to do the coordination work, right? Like I know as a software engineer, um, when I was a manager for a software engineering team, a huge part of the coordination effort and making sure everybody's synced and everybody is on the same page uh, was on my shoulders. And so if I'm on a, in a slump and I'm not you know, really good and productive or fully present at work, that coordination costs will go to someone else. Or like usually nobody picks it up, right? Because nobody really notices that uh, the manager is actually doing this invisible work that's keeping everyone on the same page and making sure that everybody is executing with the same understanding of the specifications and so on and so forth. Um, so I have this sort of small voice at the back of my head going like, you know, you're down, you're down, you're depressed, you're um, sort of low productivity and you need to push through it through this, but at the same time, you're not, you're not doing the work and everybody is being affected because you are not doing the work that you normally do. And that's bad, I think. That's bad in a way that isn't bad if you are, say, an individual contributor. Not to say that if you are a programmer or a designer, you know, people aren't depending on you. But in the case of a manager, the entire team uh, is usually dependent on your ability to delegate and, and to sort of watch out for problems that might happen. And that's the second thing, right? The second thing is that the, the little voice in my head, and I think this is true for any manager who is somewhat competent and understands that their role is to be the guardian of the output of the team, they know that um, in normal times when you are productive, you're, you are looking at a distance and watching out for all the things that might affect the productivity of the team. And you are the guardian of the output, right, of the team. And when you're feeling down, you know that nobody's doing their job. Right, and so like if you're down for one week or two weeks, uh, there's probably stuff that's falling through the cracks. And normally, if you're at your A game, you you would be able to notice those things falling through the cracks and taking cracks, right? And and taking preemptive action to prevent those things from blowing up and affecting your team in the near future. But when you're feeling down, um, those things you're not on, you know, you're not fully on top of things, and you know that something somewhere is going to blow up because of your down period. And that just makes it worse, right? It just, it just makes it like, you know, I'm suffering and I know I'm going to suffer more and my team is going to suffer more in the near future the longer I feel down. Um, and I think the, the, the third uh, and final reason uh, I being a manager and having a down period as a manager is worse than being an individual contributor is that uh, when you feel down because you are in a position of leadership and because this is the way that human relationships work, um, what happens is that you affect morale because everybody in your team can see, trust me, they can see when you are having a bad week, right? If you are demotivated and you are low energy, everybody looks to you because you are the manager and you're in a position of leadership and they are going to be affected. And that's something you can't escape, right? Which is which is quite difficult to sort of grapple with. Like when you come in as a programmer, and if you're feeling down, you know, that might not affect the rest of the team. That might not affect the mood of the rest of the team. But if you're a manager and you come in and you, f you feel down, trust me, within a couple of days, everybody will notice. Everybody will know something is up. And that's going to affect the morale of your team. And I think I remember this event really clearly where I was, uh, I think it was a project that had gone south. Like we had been working on it really hard for three months. And I realized that I messed it up, right? Or there was a confluence of factors that caused us to 
mess up this particular deployment. And I felt down for weeks. I think three weeks it was. Eventually, my uh, HR executive pulled me aside and said, Cedric, like, you know, you, you have to get your act together because everybody's sort of feeling down because you're feeling down. And I think in this particular case, everybody on the team knew that uh, I was feeling down because of that project, because the project took up so much of our time. Um, so I, it was, it's doubly difficult, and I, I don't think there's any way uh, around it. Uh, when you're a manager, you do have higher responsibilities. People naturally look to you. And so if you feel down, that's something that happens very publicly. And it's something that affects a lot of people, not just uh, one or two people, right? It affects your entire team. That's why it makes it so difficult. So what can we do to sort of, you know, try to work your way through such a slump? Uh, and I think if you're like me and you have such slums, um, apart from recognizing that this is normal and that, you know, you will eventually pull yourself out of it, uh, here are like three things I think that I can think of that has helped me in the past. Uh, even though um, it might not work for you, my hope is that maybe you're listening to this podcast and you sort of uh, hear something that you think might work for you so that you can try if you, the next time, you know, you you experience a down period as a manager in a startup. So the first thing is, I'm not sure if you remember, but when I last talk about delegation, I, I mentioned that it is uh, important for you to separate your role as an individual contributor versus a role as a manager. And I said that the manager wears two hats. And when you are uh, implementing something, you wear your individual contributor hat. And when you are delegating something, then you must wear your manager hat and you must remember not to mix the two up, right? So in this particular case, if you derive a lot, a lot of pleasure from making things, uh, from working as your individual contributor, right? Uh, I think it's worth it to um, just give yourself one task, uh, give yourself um, one thing to do, right? Like that you can go and implement a small feature that maybe isn't that important, just to remind yourself why you're in this vocation in the first place, why you're in this uh, industry and working for this startup in the first place, right? And yes, it's not as high uh, productivity, it's not as high leverage as if you delegated it to an engineer, but let's face it, if you're going through a down period, it's probably a bad time for you anyway. And so, you know, just go and do some small thing because you're not doing high leverage work as a manager when you're going through your down period. So or just take one week off and, and go and try to implement something small in addition to all your normal managerial work. And maybe that will give you a motivation boost that you need to pull out of your slump. So that's the first thing. The second thing I think is more um, replicable, it's more effective. And that second thing is to watch for uh, signs of resentment. Um, so this is something that I stole from Marissa Mayer. I think she talked about this in an interview at, in Bloomberg, uh, although I don't think the link exists anymore. Um, basically, she said that how you tell that someone is about to get burnout, the early warning signal is that they are resentful or that you feel resentful. And that's the first sign that burnout is coming. And her insight is that you need to figure out what activities that you can do that will reduce that feeling of resentment at work, right? And once you know what it is that works for you, and it's different from every, for everyone, right? For me, it's exercise and cooking um, and meditation, 
these three things were things that I worked out really early on in my career and I could rely on them, like especially pushing myself to run until I'm dead tired uh, to reduce these feelings of resentment and that usually keep me in the down periods, the slump periods for longer than is strictly necessary. And I would say that it's very important as a manager because if you want to do well in your job, so many people depend on you that you need to know and uh, measure and observe yourself for signs of resentment early and often um, and then act to find the activities and use those activities to reduce the feelings of resentment that crop up from time to time. And I find this really effective. And my early warning system is that I always ask myself uh, when I'm winding down after work, usually you know, for habit purposes, I ask myself this question in the shower, I'll be like, how was this week or how was today? And how resentful am I feeling? What, what levels of resentment am I at? And depending on the answer, I would then you know, schedule uh, a break or travel or I would go and go running at the end of the week on the weekend. And I think this is really helpful. And I think the insight from Marissa Mayer is pretty useful. Uh, I, I recommend that you search and figure out what is it that reduces the resentment now when it's not uh, a down period for you. And I think in general, sort of talking about burnout as a manager or burnout in startup culture is a useful thing to do. Now, the last thing I think we can sort of to talk about or like that I found useful for me and that has worked for me is to be honest with your team when it's happening uh, that you're in a down period because it's highly likely they've noticed it anyway. But only be honest if you can figure out what's going on, right? If you have already introspected and figured out wh exactly what it is that is causing you to be in this down period. The reason I say this is because well, with that story I told you about the project that went south, it was very clear to the entire team that I was feeling down because the project failed. But if you tell your team like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling down, give me a couple weeks, and you don't really tell them why, they might think that you know something that they don't, right? And that you are uh, being depressed because you are privy to some leadership information that only managers know and that individual contributors don't. And that will affect their output as well, even, even more because they'll be like guessing and gossiping about like what could possibly be the reason. Um, one way around this, of course, is just to say like, hey guys, I, I'm working through some personal stuff. I'm not ready to share right now, um, but I'm probably gonna be down for the next couple of weeks. Uh, as you're trying to introspect and figure out the reason. But this is only temporary. Eventually, you need to tell them. And I'd say that you do have to tell them because they're your team. All right, so that's it for this week. I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, next week, we're going to be moving on to a different topic. Cedric out.